Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. I'm here with Mark Paquette, MLB DFS Weather on Twitter. We are checking a look at the Saturday night main slate on FanDuel. Um, we got six game slate, I believe. We're starting out in Houston with David Price versus Brad Peacock. Uh, this should show somewhat of a pitcher's duel in my eyes. Peacock has been better. Price has been good this year so far. How do you see this game lining up, Mark? Yeah, a little unpredictable here. I mean, obviously, whenever you hear Astros and Red Sox, you think their offense is right away. And, I mean, Houston is a hitting park. But, like you said, Price and Peacock are pretty good pitchers. They obviously have good pull bends behind them. I don't think this game really stands out for me in, in either side because I really don't know what to expect here. I'm with you on that. Um, I think they come in under own. I think the pitchers kind of come in under own. I think the hitters come in under own. Houston's been a little bit colder as of late. The Red Sox hasn't done haven't done much as well. So as of right now, you know things change throughout the throughout the day, and we're looking for some value. You might be able to pick a couple guys at the bottom of the lineup, uh, maybe like a Marisnik type or. Nunez or you know somewhere in the bottom side that maybe you want to get lucky with a Jackie Bradley type but I don't see this as a payup spot we have spots to pay up with later so this game's got for the most part an avoid um, even though it's a short slate it's a game that I'm not targeting uh, when I'm looking at it this morning so the next game though I, I think is where you want to try to grab your pitcher uh, Rayu's been pretty dominant um, Cy Young stuff so far to start the year Kind of rejuvenating himself, becoming a strikeout pitcher. He's facing the Pirates. The Pirates' scarier bats come from the left side. Rayu's been dominating all types of lineups uh, in his last couple games. 46, 61, 55, 43, 55, 38, um, and two other 40-point games. He's been one of the best pitchers in the league, going deeper in games, striking out people. Uh, I think he's pretty much matchup proof at this point of the year. He dropped 55 at home versus the Pirates earlier this year about a month ago. So I expect the same. On the backside of that, Musgrove has been okay, but you don't want to face these Dodgers with the righty. Um, so everybody becomes in play for these Dodgers. Musgrove's been, he's had some really good starts, you know, 30 point starts, 40 point starts, but he also has spots where he kind of got blown up. So. I say these bats for the Dodgers are playable. Bellinger, Muncie, Peterson, Seager, Verdugo. You can pretty much stack this game up. It'd probably be a little bit under-owned um, due to the matchup. But there's still they're still an offense that people are going to target. But I think you can stack them. I think you can take your one-offs here. How do you feel about this game, Mark? I don't think you have to go any more in-depth than what you just had. Ryu is your cast pitcher. Chalk him in. Um, he's in the middle of a Cy Young caliber season. Um, get these stats. I, I wrote him up in my pitching article today. Okay, in let's his last, last five starts, he has 39 innings pitched. He's walked two batters and struck out 36. Doesn't two, get much better than that. No. In each start, he's gone at least seven innings. He's given up only five five hits once, 
and he's given up more than five hits once. And Mark, Excuse just me. just just yeah, correct yeah. me. Are we talking about Clayton Kershaw or are we talking about Ray? Yeah. yeah, I mean, this guy is under the radar, probably the top two with Verlander right now in pitcher in the league. So to to finish that, with in those five starts, he's given up five hits, more than five hits only once. Three times he's given up no runs. One time he gave up one run. Two times, and, and one time he's given up two runs. And as you said, you look at the Pirates, their best hitters are on the left side of the plate. Josh Bell is the only guy you got to fear because he's a switch hitter. Guess what side he's better at? Left. The left. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't get a much better matchup. And not only that, you look at PNC Park. Where do you try to hit home runs at PNC Park? To right, right field. field. Yeah, it's 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 a no-brainer for me. Yeah, it's a smash spot. Um, the only way you you avoid Ryu is if you want to be different. I'm expecting him in a six-game slate with the pitchers that we have, with possible you know we'll get into weather situations as well. But he's got to be, I would say, in cash, he's probably going to be 60% owned. The only thing you want to do if you play him is if you want to avoid the pack and try to get that under-owned pitcher and hope. You know, one way or another, it's baseball. Things happen. You know, maybe he gets injured or maybe he has a rough start. Or maybe they get to him early. Um, he could have a bad game. It's baseball. But here's clear cut number one across the board. It's a short slate. You lock him in and and you eat the chalk with Rayu. You try to be different in other spots the way I'm going to approach uh, the night slate. Yep, and I think that's perfect. the best way to do it, man. Yep. So the next game, though, we do have Soroka. Um, he's been pitching great. He's facing these Cardinals. The Cardinals are, you know, stronger versus lefty because their entire lineup pretty much outside of Fowler and Carpenter, you know, and Colton Wong are all righties. It's a tough, a tough decision because if you want to be different, Soroka's a guy that has been good all year. He's dropped 52, 40, 31, 49, 49, 41. 30, but it's a different lineup. You know, he he did drop 40 against St. Louis at home. So one would expect, you know, going on the road, he might be a little bit worse. But, you know, at the same time, he gets a park, you know, a park bump. St. Louis is a better pitcher's park than Atlanta is for sure. So he's probably going to have pretty dominant stuff again. You can you can hedge some Rayu shares, I think, with Soroka. But I think Rayu is still, you know, a couple notches above. And from, you know, the other side, Atlanta's been kind of cold. Hudson's been, you know, off and on good and not so good at times. I don't really like Atlanta here. It's, it's a pitcher's park. Like I said, Hudson's been pretty good. He hasn't been great. So I can see you maybe grabbing a guy like Freeman. You want to take a chance like a, on a Kuna, you know, as a one-off. It can make some sense. But I wouldn't stack either team here. And I wouldn't put Soroka in front of Rayu at this point, but he is probably number two or maybe number three when we get into one other game that I, I kind of see an angle on. But other than that, how do you feel this game's playing out in St. Louis? Well, yeah, I mean, everyone was expecting Fulton Ellich to get slaughtered by the Cardinals last night. And, well, he just pitched his best game of the year. So, yeah, I know this Cardinals lineup is pretty decent, but they're not the 27 Yankees here, Jason. So, yeah, if you like Soroka, this guy has been fantastic. Uh, probably the rookie of the year 
in the National League right now. Use them. Use them. I mean, there's nothing to fear, really, in the St. Louis lineup. Um, and like you said, Pitcher's Park, you want to be different? Not a bad option. Yeah, I think he's the number two starter. You know, I don't think anybody's going to push ahead of him. I can't really, you know, Price and Peacock both have tougher matchups. Musgrove, yep. I'm not really going against the Dodgers. So, you know, as we're looking at it right now, there's only a couple games left. So, Soroko's, you know, my number two on the slate. But there is one other guy I think you can get cute with if you want to try him out. But uh, before we get to this next game in Kansas City, are we looking at weather in KC? You know, the game no. got rained out. Yeah. On Friday night, how are we looking for tomorrow? Can you can you give a heads up, or is it too early to tell? Yeah, we're good. We're good to go weather-wise. That severe weather will be gone away. The only games with some issue, and I know you're looking at the late slate, but I looked at all of them, were going to be Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and possibly since not Cincinnati because they're in Chicago. Uh, I think it's just Pittsburgh and Cleveland, but they look pretty minor. I don't see any postponements anywhere, and there's probably not a delay. So, uh, yeah. Have you heard what they were planning to do with that Kansas City Yankee game? Is that a, a make-up later? Or? I haven't, I haven't heard, heard anything yet. yet. You know, we're, we're shooting yeah. this really early in the morning on Saturday morning, kind of late Friday. Um, so I haven't seen anything yet. I can't really trust J.A. Happ. He started off the season as a Yankees, one of their better pitchers. And he's been falling off a cliff lately, getting lit up by Baltimore. Yeah. Um, not a guy that I can trust at this point in the year. He hasn't had a he hasn't had a quality start in about a month. Now it's versus San Francisco, so he's off his game right now. He is going to a pitcher's park, which might help him, you know, regain some confidence. But not a, not a guy that I really want to attack here. Um, on the other side of things. The Yankees have been on fire um, facing Lopez, who, you know, doesn't put much fear. He has some good games, but he's all over the map. He either has a good game and he miraculously strikes out six to ten people, or he lets up, you know, on average four, five, six runs a game. So he's facing a tough lineup. Um, the one thing that he's got going for him, he's a righty, and most of these Yankees, you know, power bats right now in the lineup are righties. It's a pitcher's park. I think in this game you want to kind of grab, you know, a couple of one-offs, maybe a Torres who's been on fire, maybe a Sanchez, you know, for your fan duel lineups and, you know, be a little different when a catcher, a guy like Hicks or Gardner, you know, makes some sense. I don't know if I want to play too many Royals still, but how are you feeling about this game? I'm not getting a, a strong feel either way on this game with the pitcher's park and, you know, the game that's next on the slate. I think a lot of our ownership for hitters is going to come from Colorado, of course. But how do you feel this game plays out tomorrow? Yeah, I, I'm feeling what you're saying. Um, Torres isn't facing the Orioles, so he's not going to home run. Uh, Homer, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a joke there for all the Yankees fans out there. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, either side, it doesn't – I mean, Hap isn't good. He's not a good pitcher right now. So if you want to – stack some uh, Royals or hopefully uh, or, or a, a one-off. I'm not going to go against you there, but like you said, you got cores on this field. However, I mean, it's going to be hard to go Ryu and cores. So if you want to go Ryu, you're probably going to have to b get some cheaper bats and I would look to Kansas city. Yeah. Ryu, Ryu on FanDuel at 11,000. 11, yeah. It's, I never, I don't know what I'm more surprised at. Tommy Listella, 
you know, hitting like 3,500, you know, on some of these slates. He's 3,000, you know, today, but you had 11,000 and on FanDuel is pretty, pretty remarkable. Never thought the guy would get there because, you know, Roberts would never let this guy go more than six innings. So at 11,000, you got some decisions to make because this game in Colorado with Kashner, who's homer prone versus Kyle, Kyle Freeland, who's having a terrible year, you know, you got to find a way to get some of these bats in, though. And you got to find a way to get a good pitcher, you know. So if you can't get Rayu, I think there's one or two options to drop down to. But these bats tomorrow or later today, excuse me, um, these bats on both sides are going to be in play. Luckily, from the Baltimore side, you have some cheap options. You know, Villar even at 3600 not too expensive. Nunez, 3400 not that bad. Um, in the outfield, they do get quite expensive. But Wilkinson, uh, who switches, you know, is a switch hitter, he's 3400 There's ways to get some exposure. Even if you want to try to grab a catcher, like Severino had some good swings on Friday night, scored some points. I think on both sides, and both these pitchers aren't dominant from their hand. So it's not like they're striking out a bunch of people. So you can go against the platoon and still have, you know, some good games. Cashner's been better as of late, but Coors Field turned anybody who's half decent into terrible real quick. So they're going to blow Cashner up. They're going to pretty much blow Freeland up. I expect this game to probably play at eight to seven, you know, maybe 10 to seven, somewhere 10 to eight in that range. Um, how's the weather looking for, uh, you know, Saturday night in Colorado? Do you have any yeah. idea how hot it's going to be? No, just pretty typical for May, like in the 60s to near 70. Nothing out of the ordinary. One guy, I, I, I did my pitcher research, as I said. I haven't looked at the batters, but I was starting to look up. What is Keon Broxton on feed FanDuel? Um, I know he hit a home run right. on Friday night. And did, he, that... just left, he just left the Mets, and he decides to hit home runs for the Orioles, which is a nice thing to do. Um, let me scroll down here. He's 2,700. There you go. Just lock him in at course. Yeah, Field. pretty much yeah. lock him in is, is yeah. right. He's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, he can, you know, go right into the lineup. Guys like Tapia tomorrow tonight is going to be in play. He's going to have to put to him. He might bat lead off for a second. They've been moving him around the lineup. Wilkerson, there's still cheap ways to, to get some exposure. And I wouldn't really – you know, focus so much on platoon because I don't expect these pitchers to be around too long. So go cheap guys who have power, find ways around, you know, this lineup and try to get as many of them in there as possible. You know, if you can get three Orioles in or four Orioles in and three Rockies in, I think that's what, that's what it's going to take to win a GPP on Saturday night is to, to get as many of these bats in there as possible. Well, that means you're going to have to. What was you're that? You're going to have to fade Ryu to do that, though, probably, right, though? I think so. You know, with yeah. Ryu in the lineup, you got to average $3,000 per player. Yeah, so that's if tough. Get, if yeah. you grab yeah. Broxton, though, um, that, gives you, that gives you one free square. Right. Say you grab Tapia, and then you grab Broxton in there. You're working with a salary right now. Of three thousand, like I okay. said, Villar at thirty six hundred, not going to break the bank. 
Depending on who they start at first base, Reynolds didn't play on Friday, but he could get a start. Tony Walters, even though he's a catcher, he doesn't have much pop at 2,800, can still make sense for your lineup. There's ways, um, to get some ex- there's ways to get some exposure here. Can you get Ryu with Arenado and Story? Probably no, not. No. Um, what's, what's, what's Ryan McMahon from the Rockies? Uh, McMahon is 3,400. Brendan yeah. Rodgers starts. He's 3,200. There you go. Alberto, I mean, those are two Rockies you can get in. Yeah, there's options in there. You know, you yeah. got to see what this lineup is. I would say anybody in the lineup that is under 3,400 or below, you should almost lock, especially yeah. if they're in the top seven of the lineup. Yeah. Um, and see if there's an I think there is. I think in this next game with Texas and L.A., I think Mike Miner is very, very, very playable too. You know, yeah. if you can't afford you and you want to get some extra bats, Look at what he did versus the Angels yes, in his yeah. start. He yeah. went complete game. He got seven Ks, shutout, win, quality start, 58 points. And it's it's past the point of fluke at this point. You know, he's dropped 50-plus four times, five times already um, out of about 10 games here. So, And these Angels can't hit lefties outside of Trout. If he just walks Trout the whole entire night, He'll probably drop 40 points. He just has to get around him because I'm not scared of Pools. I'm not scared of Simmons or Fletcher or any of the, any of these other guys. They can't really hit a lefty for whatever reason it is. So I think Miner for the discount at 1800 to avoid some ownership on Ryu. He might be in a better spot if you look at the match as well, especially if you take Trout out of the picture and you pitch around him. He's got this K upside that matches Ryu. The matchup kind of matches Ryu. The park, very similar. Um, pitcher's park. So I think Miner is very, you know, it's going to be a tough decision when these lineups come out. If I feel like that $1,800 discount on Fandle really gives me an edge with my lineup and I can maybe get one of either Arenado or Story, I might do it because I don't think it's that much of a different um you might be projected and Ray, you maybe score five points more, but that upgrade to Arenado or upgrade to story might make the difference in your lineup. So he's very close to a one a, uh, to, to Ray, you. So how do you feel about Myron? Do you feel like you can play him or you feel like just, you know what, in cash games, we're going to lock Ray, you and I'll put mine more for GPPs. Excellent. Excellent analysis. Um, he was my second write up minor in, the thing that bothers me a little bit is this is going to be his fourth appearance against the Angels. For this year? This year, right. Really? This, I, didn't, I didn't look that deep in the game logs here, but... I, I, um, he did shut them out on April 16th. Yep. Uh, Three-hitter. Um, and he's 3-0 against him since joining the Rangers. Um, but I mean, facing that team so many times, you're right. It's be- gone behind past the point of flukiness. He's a good pitcher and he's good against the angels. And as you said, he neutralizes the angels best bats, basically besides trout of Otani and Mastella, who are both left-handed batters. So you, you have to like that. I just wonder how much of a, you get to know the pitcher finally factor is going to work in here. But yeah, I mean, what you said is great. I mean, I, I'd like his spot 
if you yeah, I think in, I think he's very playable. Yeah, and and the other thing I you think, mentioned, I think it really you, comes down to the discount. If you get that yep. discount and the upgrades make sense, like there might be a five to ten point swing, um, as far as you know, maybe if you compared uh, Rayu directly to him, but with Miner, he's been really good, man. I'll, I think it's past the point for me. Yep. It's past the point of flukiness, right? You know? Yep. He he show and he's not just like squeaking by. He's dominating some teams and some good teams. So when you show that to me, you know, over and over again, I'm going to start becoming a believer. And Miner's got what it takes to. And the Angels, like I said, for whatever reason, they can't um, they can't match up against lefties. And just Mark, I just want to go over something. I think he, he's only faced him one time this year. It must the be other couple of times he faced him must have been a year yeah. years years prior right. because yeah, my bad. he faced him one time and he dominated him. So right. you know, I'm not gonna take that small sample size and say, okay, he's a must start because he pitched a complete game shutout. But he's had some pretty good games versus some good teams. You know, even versus Houston, you know, he he battled through you know, one game he let up a couple runs, and another game he went seven innings, shutout ball, seven Ks. So I think he's a very close second, and and with him you'll be able to get you know more exposure to that cores game. So I think that discount's going to play in. So it might lower some ownership on Ray Yu. So when you like look at the full slate again, I think it it really comes down to if I'm going to drop down from Ray Yu. Soroka's in that weird spot at 10K that I'd rather just go down to minor and grab minor. So it's pretty much a two-pitcher slate for me. Yeah. It's Rayu or minor. And then when it comes down to hitting, I want to try to get as many bats as possible in this Baltimore-Colorado game. If I can't get the bats there, there's some cheap bats who have power on LA, you know, like a Muncie or a Peterson that I'll try to squeeze in there. Outside of that, you got to cherry pick a couple players, whether you want to grab a couple Yankees, but the Yankees aren't going to come in that much cheaper than these these uh, Baltimore, Colorado bats. So I really think it just comes down to get as many Baltimore, Colorado bats in your lineup, grab minor or grab where you, and then try to find a couple pieces from, from a value perspective. You're going to need to grab a 2K guy or a 2200 guy on one of these lineups and hope they grab you 10 points or hit a home run. And, and you're good to go from there. But that's the way I see the slate breaking down. The six-game slate, um, some good games. But, you know, try to be different with Baltimore and Colorado. Maybe grab a guy from the bottom of the lineup. Try to be different there. But don't don't get too cute. You know, that's a game you want to target. It's pretty cut, cut and dry. There's two pitchers you want to target. You know, that's the way I see this lineup, you know, this, this slate playing out. Um, we'll have... Mark's been writing great articles. We have three or four other articles. We'll have some early game content as well. This podcast is directed toward the main slate, but we'll have some early game content on winddailydfs.com. We'll have a weather update. I know there's some early games that Mark spoke about that might be, you know, troublesome. We'll also have our sports betting plays up tomorrow morning. And check the projection models. The projection models will will adjust for certain things throughout the day. But, you know, this late slate, I'll keep reminding you, just play the course bats and grab these two pitchers, and you should be, you know, you should be in contention for a good night. Mark, any finishing touches? Yeah. Um, 
Richie Martin is another cheap bat on the Orioles you may look for. He didn't play Friday night, so he'll probably play on Saturday. Again, I didn't look at the batter's prices because I was concentrating on pitching. But like you said, another thing to keep in mind is Story and Arenado, almost everyone uses them against lefties. They may go unowned, slightly unowned, as compared to what they should be against the righty. But it, as you said, don't worry about platoons. It really doesn't matter. As long as you get into the soft Baltimore bullpen, they'll have their chance to do damage against the bullpen. Heck, they'll have their chance to do damage against Kashner. So just don't be scared off that split there with Arenado and Story if you can fit them in. Yeah, and these Baltimore bats have been, you know, remember the Baltimore bats in the beginning of the year. They, they're different now. These guys are hitting with pop. They're they're hitting home runs on Friday night. Um, they've been hitting home runs even though they they got you know beat up by these Yankees. Yep. Those Yankee games weren't five nothing games. They were five runs, six runs, seven runs. So Baltimore's bats started waking up. They'll settle in after you know Friday night after the travel, and they'll they'll start hitting on Saturday. I see this game being. I can see both both teams putting up ten runs or more. So this is a game that I'm going to be attacking. Yes, everybody else is going to be attacking it too because this is a clear-cut play. In your GPPs, you know, I would have heavy exposure to the Coors game, but make one or two lineups totally avoiding them. So when 50% in the field or 60% in the field, you know, God forbid tanks on Coors, you know, you have some you have some leverage there. So I think it's a night to stack this game up, you know, a couple different ways and then kind of have your head stacks on with some other teams. I wouldn't pick the pitchers at all, but – you know, some other teams might be in play, like Los Angeles. You know, this Atlanta team, the Boston game, you never know. They can break out. Houston can break out. So, you know, be make one different lineup if you're going to go heavy with this core stack would be my opinion. Uh, check out the site. The podcast will be on. Again, we'll do an early slate for Sunday because, um, you know, that's going to be the main, main slate on Sunday. So everybody enjoy their Memorial Day weekend. Have a safe holiday. Enjoy some time with your family. Try to get some DFS in. And, you know, a, a note to the wise, I do it all the time, and I'm I'm guilty of it as well, but it's not bad to take a day off. So you're going to be at the barbecues. You're going to be partying. You're going to be drinking. Have a good time. Take a day off. Enjoy it with your family. Don't try to force some lineups in and then get, get pissed off that you lost a couple hundred bucks without doing the research. So either do the research and, and put the time in, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon and, and get the right lineups in. Or just take the day off and enjoy it with your family. Come back the following day. And don't try to force things. It's going to be a long baseball season. Save your bankroll the damage of forcing games in. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I have trouble taking days off, to be honest. But, you know, I can, I can suggest things to other people. And hopefully you guys hear it. There's always another day to go out there and try to win some money. Um, but enjoy the time with your family. And, and have a safe holiday weekend.